Okay, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is the prayer experience, and I just want to welcome each and every one of us on the first day of the working week. Wherever you are, please join us in prayer. Also, can you share this video if you can? It would be absolutely wonderful to have more people join us in prayer, praying and interceding with us. That will be lovely. We have our prayer experience hotline in which you can access that. There will be somebody at the end of the line to pray with you. Just call that number and somebody will pray with you. Also subscribe to Daily Talks Media, especially if you are on YouTube. It would be great to have more subscribers on our YouTube channel. Also on Facebook, like the page and let's spread the news. Our website is there. Lots of materials especially prayer related materials are there you can access that take advantage of it and enrich your spiritual understanding and knowledge we're going to go straight into thanksgiving now and we trust god to help us but we have to begin with a note of thanksgiving one of those scriptures that i love reading so much in the book of romans chapter 6 and verse 17 it says, but thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin became become obedient, have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. I like the way no mincing words, Apostle Paul writing to the church in Rome said, just think about where you're coming from. Just think about who you used to be. Just think about what you used to be slaves of sin but by his blood his death burial resurrection we've been delivered and set free i want us to just give thanks to god and say thank you lord for what you have done in our lives thank you lord for the redemption and the deliverance and the rescue from sin that you worked for us the most important thing in our life is salvation and Jesus paid the price with his own life. Let's thank him for that. Wherever you are, join me and let's give thanks to the Lord, whether you are in the kitchen, in the living room, outdoor or indoors, you you know, out and about, doesn't matter. Let's give thanks. Father, we want to thank you. We want to bless you, Lord. Once we were slaves of sin, once we were under the power of darkness. Once the enemy had rule over us, once the enemy was in charge of our lives, but thank you for the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, the burial of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And through his death, burial, and resurrection, we were redeemed from sin, redeemed from the powers of darkness. We've been delivered We've been set free, and we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We worship your name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, yesterday in our local church, we had the blessing and the privilege of baptizing three people yesterday. Such a blessing to see people come to Jesus. But what is more important is that people take that step to get baptized in water. And if you're listening to me now, you know you're baptized in water. You need to take that step. Speak to your pastor 
speak to the leadership in your local church is such a brilliant thing. And the reason I brought it out was that it just, that whole service yesterday just reminded me of my own salvation many, many years ago and how Jesus died for me and he brought me into the kingdom of his dear son. I can never get over it. Let's get into the word of God and let's look at the scripture for today. I want, us, I want to take us on a journey. Many of us know about the story of the woman with the issue of blood. In Matthew chapter 9, from verse 20 to 22. Just then, a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe, for she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. The woman was healed at that moment. I want to talk to us today about what I call the touch of faith. You know, it occurred to me, I was reflecting on this. There was a multitude of people around Jesus. There were loads of people around Jesus. How come we didn't record in that incidence that some more than one person touched him? More than one person got healed in that incidence because the disciples said to Jesus later, they said, in other translations said that they asked Jesus, you, you, you're talking about somebody touched you. Look at the multitude around you. One translation says the multitude thronged him. In other words, there were so many people around Jesus that they were shoving him about. There were lots of people shoving him about. And Jesus said, someone touched me. And we're like, this is more than just a touch. You've got the multitude pushing you. But Jesus knew what he was talking about. So many people physically, yes, touched him. So many people pushed him. So many people were in the vicinity of Jesus. So many people were in the arena of miracles. But we were told that it was just this one woman in that incidence. Because later on we saw that there was a story in the book of Matthew where the multitude sought to touch him. Because people now realize that, wow, there's, there's a difference between pushing, shoving, being around Jesus and the touch of faith. What I want to bring out today is we go to church, we pray, we read the Bible, we do all the Christian things. But how many of us are really applying the touch of faith? How many of us are really <clears throat> reaching out to Jesus in faith? How many of us are really exercising our faith in God? We pray every day, but how many of us pray expecting that that prayer will be answered? How many of us really expect a miracle? How many of us really believe for a miracle? How many of us really say, I'm not going through the motion here. I'm not just doing this religiously. I'm not just going to church today. I'm coming back with a miracle. I'm coming back with a testimony. On this platform today, <laughs> what I, what's your expectation? What's your desire? 
what are you looking out for today? I don't want us to just tick the box. It's 1 p.m. Let's pray, pray experience. What are you expecting today? That woman said, I've heard about Jesus that he can heal. Today, I'm going to push through the crowd. I'm going to get my miracle. I'm not living here until I get my miracle. And Jesus knew. The Bible says Jesus felt within himself that virtue left him. She drew, she tapped and connected into that power stream. And, and she felt immediately in her body that the flow of blood stopped. There was an instant manifestation. God wants to do it, but do we believe him? Let's have a moment of reflection. And let's speak in your mind. This is a private prayer time. Before we begin to pray for the nations and the church, speak in your mind and say, God, I don't want to just tick the box in my life. I don't just want to go to church. I don't just want to read my Bible. I don't just want to pray. I want to touch you with a touch of faith. I want a miracle. I want a manifestation of your power in my life, a manifestation of your glory in my family. I want to see a change around me. I want to see your glory. I want to see your grace. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, that we can reach out to you in faith. Thank you, Lord, that we can reach out to you with expectation that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Thank you, Lord, because we know every time we come before you, even this afternoon, you always hear us. And Lord, I, I am of the, of, the, of the faith and the belief and the confidence that this afternoon, I am not just ticking the box. I am not just praying. Heaven hears me when I pray and things happen when I pray. Because my God is able to do much more than I can ever ask or think. He is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the one who holds the world in the palm of his hands. And there is nothing impossible for you to do. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. It's along that stream. I want us to pray for the church that we will come to the place where we walk in the knowledge of the truth, that the church will desire to know the truth. Look at the scripture, John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Look at that. They had already believed on him. So they were believers. But then Jesus said, you have to continue in my word. When you continue in my word, you will know the truth, and then the truth shall make you free. Look at the process. People think, if only I believe in Jesus, I'll be free. No, believing in Jesus is the beginning, is the starting point. When you believe in Jesus, that's the starting point. Then you have to continue in the word. And as you continue in the word, <clears throat> your eyes open. And as your eyes open to the truth of God's word, that truth then makes you free. 
How many times do people come to the Lord? They give their heart to Jesus. They come to the Lord and they start coming to church. They carry their Bible, whatever, iPad, whatever. You know, we have the Bible in everything now, you know. And they come to church, but they are not interested in the word of God. We live in a generation and a time where people are interested in the music. They're interested in the concert. They're in interested in the jamboree. They're interested in all the, in, I call it circles, in all the things, all the activities happening around them, but they are not interested in the word. And it is the word that sets free. He says, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth, and it's the truth that will set you free. Let's pray for the church right now, that God will increase our desire to want to know the truth that will set us free, so that we can come out of all bondage, Come out of all uh, uh, the trappings of the enemy. Come out of all the snare of the enemy that we can walk in true freedom. Can you pray with me? Pray for the body of Christ. Pray for the church that we will prioritize the word of God. We'll put premium value on the word. Premium value on the word. That we will buy the truth and sell it now. That we will go full length to sit down and listen to the word. Some people come to church, if the message is more than 15 minutes, they, they begin to get restless. They are disinterested. They can't sit down and engage what will set them free. Father, we want to pray that you will help us. Help us in this time, oh God, in this age of fast food, fast drive through everything quickly, just give it to me, let me go. That we will develop in the church, not a consumerism attitude, an idea of just touch me and let me be on my way. But we will, we will desire to sit down and engage the word of God. We will desire to sit down in our homes. We will desire to sit down as individuals and incorporately. We will desire to know the truth again, the truth of, about our redemption the truth about our healing, the truth about our salvation, the truth about spiritual freedom, the truth about the anointing, the truth about the call of God in our lives, the truth about hearing the voice of God, how I can know the voice of God for myself. There are lots of things we need to know and walk in the liberty of these things, oh God. Help us, help the church. We pray for the church across the world, in our nation, the United Kingdom, across Europe, the church in America, the church in Canada. We pray in the name of Jesus. We will move away from just being excited about events and programs and, and stuff like that, that we will begin to value again the word of God and put that at the top of our wish list every day when we wake up to know what God is saying to us every day and bring us into the place of liberty, into the place of freedom. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Praise God for that. I want us to pray for the nations. And we're praying along the same stream as well. We want the nations to come to the place where they understand and have a revelation 
of who this Jesus Christ is. Look at that scripture in one Cor in two Corinthians chapter four and verse four. Look at what it says. It says, in their case, talking about people without the Lord. It says, um, give me a minute. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. It says, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. So he's telling you the identity of the people he's talking about here. It says, to keep them from what? Seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. In other words, the reason we've got people in our homes, people in our family, people in our community, people in our nation that are unbelievers, primarily because he says that the God of this world, which is Satan, has blinded the minds, the minds of the unbelievers. And I want us to pray for an unveiling of Jesus and the good news about Jesus, an unveiling of minds. Can you pray that with me? And so, Lord, remove the veil, the blindfold of the enemy over my spouse, over my children, over my friends, over my uh, uh, people within the sphere of my influence. Unveil, remove the blindfold of the enemy. This blindfold can come sometimes in, in form of, of just ignorant. They're just ignorant about who Jesus is. Some, it's, uh, it's religion. They go to church every day, every week, but they still don't know who Jesus is. For some, it's tradition, belief, customs. Some, for, for some, it's just too much of, of physical, unprofitable uh, 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 knowledge. Too much knowledge, ducking the, 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 the knowledge that is contrary to the knowledge of God, darkening the mind. And people come with high-sounding philosophies and high-sounding uh, uh, ideas and, and permutations about creation, about the world, about, about who God is. And some even bring themselves to the point where they say, we don't believe God exists. These are all manifestations of the blindfolding of the enemy. Father, by the enemy, being blindfolded by the enemy. Father, we, we, we break these over men and women in our community, in our world today. Father, in the name of Jesus, some of us even have children that are not yet saved. Lord, we pray, help them to see the light. Like we saw the light what a beautiful day. What a wonderful day when we saw the light. We want to pray for this same experience for all of these people that are not yet saved, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We'll break the hold of the enemy over their minds. We'll break the hold of the enemy over their hearts in the name of Jesus. We set men and women free. We we'll pray all over Africa. We we'll pray all over the Middle East. We we'll pray all over Far East Asia. We we'll pray for those continents and those lands and those nations and those communities in the name of Jesus. 
Sometimes you find whole communities where the enemy is just sitting down over their hearts and minds. And everybody believes one thing that is contrary to the knowledge of God. We pray freedom in the name of Jesus. We pray freedom in the name of Jesus. We pray freedom in the name of Jesus. Let men and women begin to come to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Two more prayer points. I want us to pray for the family, but I want to focus on uh, children and young people within our uh, family settings, many who are writing exams or about to write exams, GCSEs and, and year six who are about to sit for their exams. We want to just pray uh, along this line. And I like this scripture. Look at that in Luke chapter 2, verse 52. It talks about Jesus growing in wisdom in stature and in favor with God and all people, growing in wisdom. We want to pray wisdom for all of our children writing exams or about to sit for exam. the wisdom of God. You know, the psalmist says, through your wisdom, you make me to have more understanding than my teachers, that our children will go into that exam hall and they just know what to do and, and they come out with flying colors and with excellence. That's what we want to pray for all of these children. We also pray for children. You know, a lot of people feel intimidated when it comes to exam. They feel intimidated. And, and, and sometimes not because they don't know what to do. It's just that there is that anxiety and that fear of failure. We want to pray for these young people. Pray for them in the name of Jesus. You might know somebody. I know somebody. We know somebody uh, who, who is going into the exam hall and who's going to write exam, sit for exam. In the name of Jesus, we want to pray for our children in the name of Jesus. We want to pray for children up and down the country, especially here in the United Kingdom, as they prepare to sit for their exams, oh God. We ask that your hand will be upon them in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for a sense of courage, of boldness and confidence. We also pray for the outpouring of wisdom. Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom. We pray that that wisdom and understanding will come upon these children in the name of Jesus. Pray for success for the families. We pray as well that parents will come alongside their children at this time and bring words of encouragement, words, confidence-building words to these children that they will have positive words coming into their lives in Jesus' name. Father, we also pray for the young people of this generation that they will know you and walk in your light and walk in your understanding. We pray for as many of them within our family, uh, grandchildren, some of us got them, uh, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, some people even uh, old enough to have great-grandchildren. We pray, oh God, that the knowledge of God will flow into their hearts and mind at this time. Pray your blessing over families and homes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we pray finally for healing? Got a couple of prayer requests that have come in uh, to the prayer experience team. But we want to believe God. You know, we want to believe God. Like I said at the beginning, we're not just ticking the box when we pray for healing. We want to believe God every single time we pray. That there'll be a touch of God to break the hold of sickness and disease and bring healing and health. Because it says in Matthew 8, 17, this fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah who said he took our sickness, remove our disease. From the very word of God, he took 
our sickness and removed, 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 removed our disease. I want to pray for someone who we had the prayer request that came in, someone who's got cancer of the intestine, cancer of the intestine. We pray and we take authority over that cancer in the name of Jesus. We speak healing and health in the name of Jesus. We pray that God will step into that situation and the power of God be made manifested in that life in Jesus' name. And we pray that by the power of the Holy Ghost, the healing anointing will flow through that body and break the hold of that sickness in Jesus' name. We also want to pray for uh, 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 a child who is in hospital. Uh, we had that prayer request for that child who is in hospital going through all kinds of scenario. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will bring healing and health to this boy in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, you will bring him through and out of that hospital whole, hail, and healthy in Jesus' name. Father, we want to agree in faith for anyone right now on this channel who's got an infirmity, who's got a sickness, who's got a niggling pain, who's got uh, 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 something in their body, in their mind. And right now, in the name of Jesus, the word of God says that 2,000 years ago, Jesus took your sickness. 2,000 years ago, Jesus removed your disease. I pray that that uh, sickness be removed in the name of Jesus. That that symptom of cancer be removed in the name of Jesus. That, that tuberculosis be removed in the name of Jesus. That blood condition be healed in the name of Jesus. That pain in your, that arthritis be healed right now in the name of Jesus. We speak healing and health in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We believe that we receive in Jesus' name. Whatever it is that you are praying for, why don't you just give thanks right now? And so, Lord, I thank you because I believe you have healed me 2,000 years ago. And so I sign my check right now and I take delivery of my healing into my mind, into my body right now in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because you always hear us when we pray. What a mighty God we serve. We return to you all the praise. We return to you all the glory. We worship your name. We exalt you. Thank you for testimonies that abound as a result of prayer experience this week, Lord. Even before we pray on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we believe that we receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everyone who's been part of this uh, prayer today. Uh, just remember, Monday to Friday, we come on to you at 1 p.m. and then weekends is 2 p.m. Prayer experience continues every day. Please speak to friends, speak to families, speak to loved ones. Why don't you make it a point of duty to talk about this prayer experience and to, and to kind of introduce other people to it? We need more people praying. The more prayer in the world, the less it is power of darkness at work in our world. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Remember, subscribe to Daily Talks Media on YouTube and uh, on Facebook as well. The Prayer Experience community is there. You know all of that. 
please do support this prayer ministry and God bless you richly as you do that. God bless you and we'll catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye.